Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Evolution of the Fempreneur, where women gather to change the narrative of the way business is being done, because we want to share it from a perspective of our evolution of we're not the same people. I'm not the same. As a matter of fact, I'm not the same person I was yesterday. And I definitely am not the same person I was in my 20s, my 30s, my 40s. And that is all of us women. And at some point, we just stopped talking to each other about our challenges, our struggles. And that's what this podcast is all about, is reviving the campfire conversations of women, which is kind of silly, but I wanted to share... I was watching this show about um, Scotland and back, 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 back in the day, women gathered and did laundry together and just chatted. So that's what this is about. And so today I have a really incredible guest. Um, Brenda and I met years ago and she has one show stopping sort of like, wait, what did you say you do? Um, part of her program that I thought we need to get you on board and talk about how you've become the person and the coach you are today. She helps you stop smoking. And it's not like an eight year thing or a two year, it's not even a, like a two month thing. It is like, she does some amazing things. That hasn't been an issue for me, but for people who that's been a struggle for it is show-stopping to know that you can quit after 20 plus years of smoking. However, the more we dig deeper into Brenda's world, we realize that is not the only magic she brings to the world. So without further ado, I want to introduce my beautiful friend, friend Brenda Nas. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. I'm Welcome. so excited to be here. I am really excited to have you here because I've just introduced a tiny fraction of who you are and what you do. So before we even get into the nitty gritty of all the fun stuff, share with us what it is that you do and who you do it for. So that's a big question. I, um, my little short blip is I work primarily with women who are sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. <laughs> What that means is we've been doing all the things for everybody else, taking, doing the laundry, taking care of the house, taking care of the kids. Most of us have another job and we get to the end of the day and we're just too tired to mm -hmm. do our own thing. We are always last on our list of things to do. You know, I saw a thing one time that said, if you were to write a list of everything that you love, how long would it take you to put you on that list? Oof. Oh, yeah. that's a that's a mic drop moment right there. Ouch. <laughs> and it's not that we don't love ourselves. It's just we're, it's not in our focus mm -hmm. of awareness. Mm -hmm. So I work with primarily with women who want to live a bigger life for themselves. Mm. That's a good. So I kind of introduced you in there with that little smoking piece, because that's sort of like what really caught my attention. And then I realized that your magic is in that space of helping women go, wait, hold on. I should be number one on the I love list. Right. right? Love things to do list. Um, so journey us through that experience of the quit smoking thing. 
the quit smoking thing. So it starts with an interview because you have to quit, want to quit for yourself. You know, so many mm. times, well, my wife wants me to quit or my husband wants me to quit mm. or my kids want me to quit, but I actually kind of like it. It's a little <laughs> guilty pleasure. And there's nothing anybody can do for you in that case. You know, you see mm -hmm. people who are on oxygen and they're still smoking their cigarettes. You mm -hmm. have to want to quit for yourself. So it starts with the conversations like, why do you want to quit? And it is hypnosis. What I do, it is hypnosis. Mm. And this is not your run of the mill hypnosis. I know I've talked to a lot of people. I actually, the woman I just helped a few days ago did hypnosis years ago and quit for a while. And mm. then she started smoking again. And the reason mm. that my particular process works so well is it's very personalized. It's very mm. about why you want to quit. What are your triggers? What is it that makes mm. you want to pick up a cigarette? You know, for so many people, they think, well, I'm addicted. It's more of a habit. It's more of a mm. habit. I love that. When you're addicted to cocaine or heroin or alcohol, if you stop cold turkey, you could die. Mm -hmm. And nobody's ever died from quitting smoking, even cold mm. turkey. And right. science has proven that cold turkey is the most effective way and hypnosis helps to alleviate the suffering. So what mm. I do is it's about, it's about a two hour commitment. The first hour is me educating you. Mm -hmm. And then the the process itself, the therapy itself is about 45 to 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy. It's very comfortable. You'll remember I mean, everything. I just love that you said you started it off by saying it's very personalized because I think just in general out there, right, in coaching and in anything that kind of solves the problem that we have personally it's it we it's marketed sort of generically and we all think oh that's definitely going to work for me but the chances of it actually really working long term for someone is not as high as you think right because i think that's the missing element is personalization because we all have different ways we perceive the world and perceive the particular challenges and um I love that the long-term effect of quitting smoking through your program isn't just hypnosis is sort of the tool, but the key is how you make it about their deepest desires of why, um, which leads us into more of the magic. Again, when you said, when I first said, so Brenda, what are you doing? You're like, I'm a life coach. And I'm like, okay, well, what kind? And you the more that you explained it, I thought, oh my gosh, that's that's so much more than just saying I'm a life coach, right? So I think the, the next question I really want to ask you is based on all of this that you are bringing to the world, what's the message? What do you think is that message that you, Brenda Nas, is you know, putting out into the world through your business, through your life coaching? Well, one of the things that came up while you were talking about that is responsibility for change. Mm. And that happens everywhere in our lives. If I hand over to you and say, I'm coming to you for support, and this is what I want in my life, do me. 
then I'm not taking responsibility for my results. I'm handing you the power. I'm handing you the magic wand. And that's not what it is. That's not what it is with the quitting smoking. That's not what it is with the coaching. That's not what it is in life. We have to take responsibility for our own results. And that means taking responsibility for what we perceive in the world. Because what we perceive starts with what we believe. Mm. And we hear about the law of attraction and all that. And what it really is, is what we believe inside is what we create in our world. Mm. If I believe that the world is a scary place, then that's all I'm going to take in. If I believe the world is a safe place and I'm well loved, then I'm going to get evidence of that everywhere. And it's going to be the exact same world, no matter what it is that I believe. It's just that what I'm going to experience is going to be a result of what I believe. And when it comes to take making creating the life that we want, it's so mm-hmm. important to take responsibility for the results that we're getting. Everything is feedback. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just feedback. If you're not getting what you want, start by looking at what you believe. I mean, you just said you. like, you just said like five amazing, it needs to be on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I love that. It's not, it's not a good or bad. I think, I mean, that's such a limited way to see the world, but then we're not offered any other way either, right? So I love that you're like, no, it's just feedback. It's just to help you kind of shape, because so many people struggle with the, am I okay if I'm not so awesome today? Yeah, absolutely. But then why do we have to keep reminding ourselves of that when really, if we just kind of follow the footsteps of what you said, it's feedback then it's naturally, okay, I'm not awesome right now, but I might be in an hour, right? Right. So tell us a little bit about your evolution of what got you to being a life coach. Is this something that you always wanted to do? Or was it something that was just intrinsic in you? Or was it um, because of, a you know, the COVID, like, oh, I can't do this other job? Or how did you get here? Ah, uh, so looking back, you know, it's, it's how I operate. It's how I've mm. always operated. I've always been that person that could, it's really reframing, choosing to how I'm going to pursue, perceive something. And so I've always been that. And I just, you know, when it's your gift, you just do it automatically. And you don't even mm-hmm. feel like everybody does this, right? Right, <laughs> right. It's like, wait, what? No yeah. one asks you these questions either? Right? I know, I know. <laughs> I have to watch, make sure I'm coaching with permission, but my husband would hear me supporting friends on the phone when we first got together 10 years ago. And he's like, you should do that. You should do that. And then six years Wait, back up. Hold on. Is he a coach? He's training to be a coach now, actually. But he wasn't. So he, he, he could already tell something else was magical was happening. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, you've got a gift. And, oh no, that's just, you know, but so I, and then I went to a seminar and mm-hmm. um, on day, on a Thursday of that seminar, we created our game worth playing. Why are you here? What's your purpose? And mm. I created, I am committed to coaching women to discover and create the empowered life of their dreams with fun and inspiration. And I will grow with them. And that was six years wow. ago. And I came home and I got to work and that's what I'm doing, you know, and it's so, it's so interesting to me that in that moment I created my coaching business. 
And without even knowing you were creating your, because were you in another industry? Did you have another business or did you have a, a job? What were you before that experience? I was an executive assistant in a law firm and I was mm. really good at it. I'm very detail oriented and I was really good at it. And I'm very blessed to have been in that position working with those people. I'm very confident that I'm partly who I am because of that, because, mm -hmm. you know, everywhere you go, you're a student and a teacher. So be aware. Another t-shirt saying, jeez, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of them, right? <laughs> full. So from there, I just went to work. You know, I started out trying to learn to be a coach by reading books and that didn't work. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's got to be a better way. So then I decided to be a real student and go to mm. the source and I gathered my information. It's like, what would make a good school? And mm. so I followed the track and I, I went to that school and then I just keep growing. And, you know, one of the things you asked me to think about is like, what are some of my tips, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the tips is always be growing because there's no mm. such thing as status quo. You're either growing or decaying. You're right, not going to stay right. the same. And so if you're not right. growing, that means you're decaying. That means right. if you keep going on the same path you're on, you're going to find yourself in a less desirable place. So make sure that you're always growing. And I, I, you know, I take that to heart because I feel like that's not an age thing. That's not an advice of like, well, you know, when you're 80, you're decaying. And actually there are some young people that are, decaying because they're not willing to grow or even pursuing growth, right? So I think that that's a well-rounded, again, should be on a t-shirt. If you're not growing, you're decaying. <laughs> well, and it doesn't have to be going to a seminar or taking a class. It's reading a book or doing something to better yourself, meditating, you know, right. if you're a reader, make sure that at least one of the books that you've got in your rotation is going to help you become a better person. Yeah. You know, make so, be careful about who you have in your environment that, you know, they, it's said that you're the average of the five people you spend the most mm -hmm. time with. So look at your environment. Yeah, that's a bit, that's a big one. That's been coming up a lot recently uh, in a lot of like the, you know, the advertisement you see on YouTube or whatever. It's, it's been a big thing. Um, when was that pivotal moment where you decided, okay, I'm, I'm an executive assistant. I'm, but also your calling is coaching, life coaching, right? When was that moment where you decided, okay, one's got to give. Yeah. And so tell us that journey. Tell so us about two that. years ago, it's almost been exactly two years ago. I became a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, mental, mm -hmm. emotional release and hypnosis. And so my business was kind of growing like this. And then I became a master practitioner and learned to do breakthrough sessions and help people really identify and eliminate their baggage. And my mm -hmm. business just went like that. So but you were I, still working at the same time. I was, yeah. Oh, and so I ended wow. up working about 60, 70 hours a week. And it's like, that's not sustainable. I'm very happy in my relationship and I want to keep nurturing. <laughs> right. So I decided yes. to give. So I decided, you know, I decided it, that I think I need to quit the law firm. And mm. I've always been an employee. 
I've always had an entrepreneurial side gig going, mm-hmm. but I've always been like the the number one employee. That's been my teacher's pet, if you will. Yeah, you know, my mindset. <laughs> and so I I didn't just pull the trigger. I looked for evidence and made sure mm. and you know, consulted my higher self and all of that. Stuff. You're preaching what you're, you're doing, what you're preaching. Right. I love it. Well, and I have a coach, you know, that's another thing. It's like everybody should have a coach. Because, mm-hmm. Agreed. You know, a blind spot is a blind spot, meaning you can't see it. And right. when you have somebody that can tell you, do you, did you hear what you just said? And I've heard you mm-hmm. say that over and over and over. Are you aware of that? And what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it's important to have someone that can help you see what you can't see about yourself and what you're doing. It's right. very, very revealing. And so, um, yeah, I just decided I got all the evidence that I got was the only thing keeping me in the position I was in was fear and not trusting myself. So I got to look, it's like, okay, is this my path? Yes, it's my path. Then what are you waiting for? And I, my husband's very supportive and I've never been happier. I've oh my gosh. And so, which kind of like, I'm curious about, and I think our audience in general, because the majority of our audience is women is, you know, when you make that big pivot and you, you go for it and then the things come in, right? Like even the best of us get the over, we get self-doubt, there's imposter, there's all of that. Can you share some of the strategies you used to help yourself give that boost of like, you know what, because there's some people who might be listening who need that, but don't have that supportive husband, or does it have a partner, or, you know, they're on their own, but they just, they can't do one more day of their life. Like, what were some of the things that you did to get to having the confidence to be like, I am an entrepreneur right now? Well, one of the things that helps for sure, probably the most important thing is, like I said, I became a master practitioner of neurolinguistic programming. So I'm I'm very connected to my unconscious mind and my mm. thoughts. I'm very aware of my thoughts and I'm very aware Good. that my thoughts lie to me sometimes. Mm. And so in that education, I've learned ways to clean up my baggage, clean up those unproductive thoughts things like that. So be, a, you know, one of the most important things that any of us can do is to be aware of our thoughts. What yeah. is the thinking and is it true? And if it's right. not true, what do I need to take care of myself? Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurs, especially women, we have a tendency to think we have to work all the time. If we're not right. doing something productive, we're wasting our yeah. time. And, you know, sometimes spending the day knitting and listening to a good book is self-care and self-nurturing so that I can come back the next day Mm -hmm. and just be spot on and fired up. And another thing is if you're doing something and you don't love it, what do you need to be doing differently? Mm. Oh, another t-shirt saying like, you imagine (laughs) if all of us are walking around with these questions on our shirt, you know, we're in, in groups of other women, like, Ooh, that's a good question. Cause I think that's what you're talking about. in the awareness is asking those deeper questions, right? right? Cause we have a tendency to be such doers. We ignore 
We just won't get deeper in that space. So, you know, with, with that, back to the, you had mentioned earlier, what is the advice you would give to aspiring entrepreneurs or women who are like in that space of growth where they've just done all that they can and there's no more? This is it. They got to move forward on it. What would be your, I'd say top three, because I feel like three gives us like a plethora of like, oh, at least I can pick, prioritize it ourselves. What would be your advice to all of us out into the world? Hire a coach. Mm. Because this is a person that's going to ask you those questions. Some of those questions that I've asked you, I mean, they're very basic questions, honestly. Do you love what you're doing? What don't you love about it? What do you need to tweak? Perhaps it's just Mm -hmm. the fact that I don't like the hours. I need an extra day off, whatever that is. Something very simple, typically. Yeah. Another thing is watch your habits because it's not the giant steps that make you a success or a failure. It's those little repeated little steps. If you, you know, a, a really great book to read on that subject is The Slight Edge. And it just talks about all those little tiny steps can either elevate you or sink your ship. So really watch your habits, your daily habits and be teachable, you know, do your, do your own work, clean Mm. up your, clean up your thought processes, know who you are, know what you want, have a goal. I love that. Do your own work. Yeah. 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 I love that. Well, so this podcast is really the whole purpose of our focus is to um, show and have a narrative about the evolution of us women as Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, right? And some of us are moms, some of us aren't. Some of us are, um, you know, taking care of our elderly parents. Some of us aren't, but there's so many variations of us out in the world today how do you envision this future of women just like you and me who've decided that we're going to follow our calling and a majority of that is entrepreneurship, right? So what do you, how do you envision that for the next, let's say for your children, for your daughters or for your granddaughters? Mm, I'm not sure exactly what your question is, but I'll answer what I think it is. Um, How I envision it is to know what you know, who you are, you know, it starts Mm. with knowing who you are, know who you are, know what your strengths are and be willing to toot your own horn. Mm. Be willing to do what lights you up because, you know, I, this is a quote that I'm going to massacre and I don't remember who said it, but something to the effect of Know what you love and go out and do that. The world mm. needs more people doing what they love. Yes. You know, Amen and make yourself that. a priority. Take care of yourself. Your needs yeah. are important too. If you, I I heard something just recently that I absolutely love. We hear about pouring. You can't pour from an empty cup, right? Yeah. So I invite you to think of your cup in a saucer. Fill your cup so that it overflows and then serve others from the saucer. Oh, keep your cup full and feed to serve others from the overflow. 
Because then you're coming from abundance. You don't have to worry about your needs. Your needs are taken care of. You can be over there with your people. Right, right. And so we kind of, I want to bring it to a close in this. As, As you, you know, when we're in our own businesses and especially in the arena and industry you work in, it's very aware, like focused, right? Like be aware of who you are, but also what do you think now that you're moving into that direction? What's your role in supporting that know thyself that you just spoke about? Where do you think you fit in all of that in terms of growing it so that it's not just one person, but it's one person affecting another person affecting another person. Where do you believe your role is in that? My role is to help women celebrate themselves and Mm. to confident who they are. When we celebrate ourselves, then we can celebrate others. And when, when, when you celebrate me, then I can feel more powerful and I want to pass it on to the next person. So as women entrepreneurs and as women in the world, let's not compete with each other. There's enough for Mm. all of us. You know, let's yeah. just love on each other and shine the mirror back so that every woman can see how amazing she is because we can see it when she can't. Oh man, I just got goosebumps. Like I have chicken skin because that is such a passionate endeavor, right? I think that is it. it so much of the way that we're ta- we talk about as women is like, oh my gosh, we got to fight for equality and do all of this. But really, when it's coming from bitterness, no one wants to hear it because it's just anger. But when it comes from a space of what you just said in love of like, you got to you got to pour into other people from that overflow of the cup. The overflow is what we are doing out into the world. And I just want to say thank you so much for all your love, all your energy, all the goodness that you are now invested in so that 86 million women in America over the age of 40 can feel at peace with who they are. Not to say we're ignoring the, you know, other millions of women that are below 40, but um, our generation needs a lot of love and support and nurture too. So Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Is there anything you want to share with us? Like, is there anything that you invite the audience to join in on? Do you have a, like a, a program that you do or um, something that we can get a little bit of a taste of who Brenda is? I don't have any PDFs or handouts or podcasts or anything yet. That's in development. Um, what I invite y'all to do is... Just reach out and support another woman. And if I can support you, I'm sure wonderful can connect us. I would love to yes. have an opportunity to just see what you're about and see how yeah. I can serve you. And if you want to quit smoking and become a non-smoker in 60 minutes, then I'm your girl. Yes. Thank you so much. We will have all of um, Brenda's information in the show notes. And um, I'm sure this won't be the last time we have a conversation in this podcast. Thank you again, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Thank you. Wonderful. Bye, everybody.